Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Here we are with another Living a Better Story podcast. And I'm really, really excited about this podcast because not often can you say in a time of COVID that I've actually hugged this podcast guest within the last month. And uh, one of the one of the great joys of my life to welcome Jessica Dela Cruz to our podcast, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you, Rich, and hello. And hello to you too. Here. Can you uh, take a couple of minutes and uh, talk about uh, uh, who you are and uh, what you do for a living and who you work for, so everybody has a context of. Of, of course. Of you're sitting in and. Uh, and where we're starting. Of course, my name is Jessica Dela Cruz. I work for Ombudsman Charter Northwest High School. So I work with students from the ages of 14 through the age of 21. And I am the principal of the building. Busy, busy time. Yes, very busy. Learning a lot. Speaking of a busy time, uh, there's some faces on the corner and the frame behind you that also keep you very busy yes and and i want to i want to dig into that a little bit of a different way um i want to take you back to six-year-old jessica mm -hmm. instead of your own children and think about what is it that you loved to do when you were six? What gave you great joy and happiness when you were six years old? Oh, wow. I loved the outdoors. Um, anything that I could do to be outside, whether it was riding bikes or playing sports or going fishing with my family and my dad, um, those were the activities that I loved at that age. Um, I can find memories from that age. Um, a few of them and all of them have to do with just the freedom and the joy that I believe our kids don't have now, which is, you know, just being able to freely be out there riding a bicycle and, 
you know, just using your imagination and making the best of what's what life has to offer at the age of six. Yeah, my life was very much the same. And uh, I, I probably answered the question the same. How, how, how does that, if you, if you now flash forward to today, how does that connect to what you love most about your life today and the work that you do today? So as far as my life today with my own children, um, I want to give them the same experiences that I have, um, that I had. So as far as enjoying time outside, enjoying time as a family, um, going up to the mountains and experiencing that, that is something that I do with my children. Um, as far as who I am now in my career, uh, there's also a lot of um background information that I didn't mention earlier regarding my six-year-old life and going forward. But I think that connection that I have now with my career is understanding my students and my families um, and knowing exactly, and not all the time, um, God willing, it's based on how he guides me, but being able to help them one student at a time, um, letting them know that I understand what they're going through, letting the families know that I'm here to support them and guide them. I think that it's how it's connecting my, me, my life to my career. What, um, what's the opposite end of that scale? What, uh, what are some of your most painful memories when you think back to your childhood and when you were growing up? Um, although there's a lot of memorable memories with my family and with my parents, there is some painful memories that are included. Um, those are the difficult ones that, you know, nobody wants to speak about, but I guess they're important, especially when you're, it gives you the drive and the purpose for the life you currently have. Um, painful memories were the emotional, physical, and verbal abuse um, that my father um, had with my mother and the verbal and emotional on his children. Um, he was, I like to think of him of just, he was just a very tough dad. Um, sometimes not for the best. Um, um, but I think that there's just things in life that guide you to be the person and gives you the character that you, you know, that you've basically developed to become who you are now. And and how does that play out in the, how you become who you are now? How, how, how are you different because of that? I guess it's given me some gifts and some skills um, that have allowed me to see things from a different angle. Um, and what I mean by that is, I'm gonna go back to my career is being able to understand my students, um, even, even my staff members or the parents. Um, I've become a very passionate, purpose-driven in individual, um, and I believe that that gift is what keeps me going. Um, I feel like um, I have an engine that never gives up, <laughs> never gives out, and at times I can see when it's trying to, it runs a little bit out of oil, um, but it's keep, it, it just gives me that drive to be able to help others, and it gives me that ability to enjoy when I witness the change in others or when I witness, you know, that something that I have said or something that I have that I have done has given them the hope for a better future. And I think that that's what energizes my every single day. <laughs> well, 
And that's, it's, it's funny that you end on that word because that, that's the thing that I know about you. Um, I know about you from when we've walked and talked together and, and when we've spent time together, but um, you just finished with the, with the word energizes. You're a very energetic person and, and you, you transfer a lot of energy into those around you. What, what refills those batteries? What, what keeps your energy level up and, and energizes you to be able to keep going on a day-to-day-to-day basis? I don't want to say that it sounds silly to think this way because I believe that it's what gives me my purpose. But I, I love watching people succeed. Um, I love training. I love teaching. I love mentoring. Um, and you can see it even in in my you know in my own home with my friends and even with my staff members here at work. It's um, if I can help them go the extra mile just to you know reach another goal that they need to reach, or my students, you know, helping them out, even just finding another, you know, finding a, a job that's going to make them happy that they enjoy. Um, it's just that mentorship that that's what drives me and energizes me is, is seeing change and seeing good change in others. And, and for them to be able to see that, you know, we either, we can either choose not to move forward in life and just settle, or we can, you know, make something of life and make our choices be what strengthens, what strengthens us and keeps us moving forward. You know that I, I share some. Hey, that, you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Thank you. Um, I can honestly say that even if there wasn't an individual um, at the moment for me to mentor, teach, I'm always looking for a way to mentor and teach myself or find a way to continue to move forward just so that I can help someone else later in the future. I think it's just part of who I am and, and, it's just part of my DNA now. So you you know that I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask you the other side of the coin question again. So uh, when you go home at the end of the day and you're you're just drained, you you don't have much left, and you have to re-energize yourself what are the kinds of things that that take away from your boundless energy that take away from my energy um well i guess you can go from one end to the other because i firmly believe that you got to balance life out and sometimes you know you forget that you're supposed to balance life out there's always going to be the good and there's always going to be the bad and um there's days where you feel like you're making no change um and or you're causing no change in anybody's life and you're not impacting anybody so you can sit back and say well what else am i supposed to do who am i outside of this person that wants to you know drive energy into others and i think that that's probably the most difficult battle that i've had um in life is trying to make sure that i go home and i still feel like there's value in my life you know see the light in the darkness at that moment and and i think that um, at the end of the day, we're we're all drained. Um, and I'm going to take your question over to another end. But things that I know that I do when I'm feeling this way is, you know, I, you know, set up some 
Christian music. I, I read the Bible. I, I do something that's going to bring life back into me so that I continue. I can continue to stay motivated for the next day and to keep going um, to be able just to, I guess, be who God wants me to be. Um, but it, there's sometimes where it plummets down to that. I'm completely drained and, and um, how do I move forward? And that's when family members and friends come in and, you know, and like I said, and the Lord comes in and he speaks to me through his words and, and just allows me to see that, you know, tomorrow's another, another day and there's enough worries today, but tomorrow we're going to keep going. Fabulous. That that's you. So you're describing the you that I know very clearly. If you could, if you could accomplish something in life that would change everything for you, well, what would be something that would just absolutely change everything? Ooh, that brings like so much energy. I feel like I just got super hot just thinking about this. Um, I think with the part of helping others and helping my family is just building, I'm not sure if this is the right word, but building a legacy um, for myself and my children and their children where, you know, we use the God, the God-given strengths and abilities um, to be able to continue to change others in a more positive way, um, bring life to them. And, you know, one of my goals is to, you know, one day have a, a building where I can help um, battered uh, women and their children, um, hope for me to be able to move forward and continue to use the skills that I have here as, as, as a principal in this building, but not only in this building, um, not minimize it to just one building with 240 students, but well, everywhere, a, 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 a bigger version of what it is here with no closed doors, no walls that set me, you know, to this specific group, even though I love what I do. I, I, I want it to go elsewhere. So being able to do what I do now, but in a, in, in a much bigger version. So interesting that you define almost everything that you define is about others and not about yourself. It's, it's how you'll be fulfilled but the way that you'll be fulfilled is by what you're able to accomplish with and for others. And that that's your, that's your measuring stick. And uh, that's, that's so consistent with you in terms of everything that, everything that you talk about. Um, and, and, Include your family and uh, just so 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 consistent, interesting and 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 so so admirable. Thank you. Um, I'm going to make it. I'm going I'm, I'm to make it uh, maybe a little harder yet, <laughs> just because I like to. <laughs> it's, it's kind of fun. Um, I did this with my son 
recently. And mm -hmm. uh, it was, was amazing the things that I learned. Um, so imagine that rather than meeting three weeks ago, imagine we met three years from now and you were so excited to tell me about the last three years of your life and what an amazing three years it had been. Why was that last three years of your life when we meet three years from now? Why was it so amazing? Well, I think it'd be so amazing because I would have accomplished specific goals in my life. And you mentioned earlier that I, I'm always speaking about pouring into others. And I hope that in the, in the, if we were three years from now, that I would have the ability to say, in the last three years, Rich, I've been able not only to coach and mentor and teach others and watch others become a better version of themselves. But um, I've learned in the last three years to love not only what I do for others, but what I do for myself that, um, that in the process of, you know, developing either an organization or um, having a building to help other, other women and children or, um, or other students in, in a much bigger capacity that in those three years, that's where I would be. Um, but not only would I have helped them, but I've encouraged myself to believe in who I am, um, just how, you know, I was created fearfully and wonderfully. And that it just, um, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but just like, <laughs> I guess a version of this would be like an explosion of who I am right now, just three times stronger um, and more effective. Um, I know that the word effective sounds a little awkward at this moment, but more effective in, in the way that I, I handle and move, you know, and, um, oh, wow, this is, this one's difficult. You said it was difficult. This is very difficult. Um, but just the change, I guess, just meeting the goals that I, that I need to meet, um, but not only helping others, but helping myself in this transition and, and in this walk in the next three years, in those three years. If we would have met, that's what I would, I would hope to have told you. <laughs> well, and as you and I know, there's no, as you and I know, there's no reason that you can't. There's nothing stopping you. And, and uh, from the work you've, you're doing, the work you've been doing, the work we've done together, uh, there's, there's absolutely nothing stopping you. The thing I find interesting is, and part of it's because we've started to raise it up a little bit in the conversation, is this is the time that you chose to say, yes, I want to do these things about my career. And yes, I want to do these things about my vision. And I want to tell you about how far I've gone in those three years. But I also want to tell you about 
how I'm further along at being a stronger me and being more proud of me and being more, you know, more sufficient me. Um, we learned a little bit about the words, I am enough. Um, yes. So it's at, it's at this, at this discussion is when you, you first brought that in. Um, that, that three years from now, you, you know, you have, you have line of sight vision towards being able to put those two things together, what you do for others and how that affects yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think maybe that's why this was hard because of the second half, not the first half. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. So um, <clears throat> there's all there's lots of stuff that we're proud of in in our jobs, proud of in our in the business that we do. What stuff are you just tolerating, putting up with? You know, Rich, I wouldn't necessarily call it tolerating, um, but what I can. Um, uh, it's kind of like a, a rock in the way, a pebble in the way, um, would be that I can express the love of Christ more openly in my career. So I would say the school setting. Um, it's difficult when I see, you know, pain and hurt and not being able to just say, you know, Jesus loves you or through Christ, we can do all things and you're fearfully and wonderfully made in those specific um, ways. I think that that's the most difficult part of my career is being able to, you know, not being able to express myself in that way when I'm speaking to someone who's hurting. Um, and like I mentioned, it's, I don't think I would call it tolerating, but at the same time, um, that's probably the best word that fits in that. <laughs> I think it's in a that, good word. I mean, mm -hmm. because it's such an important part of your own life. Mm-hmm. It is. You have to hold it back. Yeah. I mean, you're, 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 you're tolerating the restriction. Yes. Yes. You tolerate oh, the binds that are, that you're putting up with because they're not you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm finding, I'm finding a little, almost the opposite in that because all of the people that I work with as clients, CEOs, founders, business owners, they're working from their homes. They're not in an office. They don't have their head of HR in the office just down from them. They don't have their people all around them. They're in a comfortable home setting. I've had more faith conversations over Zoom about in a business context than I've ever had when in an office 
because in an office, it was against the rules. We don't talk about religion. We don't talk about faith in a business. You don't talk about it in a school unless you're going to a Christian school or a, or a religious-based school of some kind. Mm -hmm. And people have softened up and have changed about that when they're in their house. But you're in a formal setting. And, and you work not only for a school, but you work for a company. Mm -hmm. And you have rules. Yes. And uh, that's harder. Definitely. But in your position, it's such a blessing to be able to share that with other believers. So that's amazing and awesome to hear. It's different. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's shock. It's it surprised me. Honestly, surprised mm -hmm. me. Um, so, I doubt that you are very often, but in on the very, very, very rare instance that you are. What bores you? <laughs> Sitting around doing nothing. I'm not the type of person that's going to sit there and watch TV. Um, and although I do enjoy movies, um, just my mind is always, it's, it's always going. Um, so uh, even when driving, I mean, this, this past weekend, we headed up to Sedona. And on the way to Sedona and the way back home, I finished a book. Um, it's just... <laughs> It's just who I am, and um, I, I'm not easily bored, but um, I can say that if I'm just sitting at home doing nothing, um, that's boring to me. There's, you know, I, I, I will definitely find something to do, um, whether it's reading a book, cleaning something that's already been cleaned, or, you know, experimenting on, you know, cooking something new that I've never done before, something outside of what I, you know, am used to. Um, or even just going outside for a walk, uh, whatever it is, I, I don't like sitting around. So I'm not easily bored because I try to find something to do. Um, and that's, that's a blessing. I believe sometimes, sometimes I guess it could be, you know, the complete opposite, but at this time I like to believe that I've been blessed with the ability to find an alternative thing to boredom. Fabulous. Not surprising to me at all. Not surprising. What's, uh, in all the things that are going on in your life, what are the two or three things that are working best for you? One I'm working on is, um, I'm working on this, and I'm going to mention this one first before I go to those two things, is focusing on myself um, is one that I'm working on. Uh, but thing, two things that work, <laughs> that work for me at this time is... Um, well, this is going to sound so cliche, but making sure that my life is organized um, so that I don't burn out um, and making sure that I'm around people that love me and support me um, and that give me joy. Um, and of course, you know, it's not, it's not always the way it's going to be, but that's a goal of mine is to be around um, that so making sure that I don't burn myself out um, and that I'm around people that love me and that I love too. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. Flip the coin. What's not working? 
putting too many things on my calendar, <laughs> overbooking myself at times. Um, and I mentioned earlier that I'm working on some stuff on myself, but this is um, very honest. Um, I would love, I would love to um, take care of my health a little more, um, exercise a little more often, you know, burn out some of that energy, um, going out for hikes, things that I actually love to do. I've always liked running and hiking, um, but I find myself putting them aside uh, for other things and um, and for other people. Sounds like all falls into a category of prioritization. Yep, absolutely. Okay. I'm in agreement. <laughs> uh, I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. It's the last question I have for you. It should have been the first. What what role does faith play in your life and work? Primary goal. It, it brings life to me. It's what keeps me going. Um, God has shown me the purpose and the reason for me to be here. Um, and he continues to guide me and bless me in that way. And um, I can say that my life would not be what it is right now if it wasn't for Jesus. Um, he is my number one. Absolutely. That, you know, um, it, what, it's what has changed my life for the better. And for that, I, that is something that I I'm always willing to share and encourage others to do um, because I know what it did for me. I know what that relationship did with me, uh, for me, inside of me, in my heart, in my mind, in my person. Um, I believe that I am transformed, renewed, and that's how I want to live the rest of my life, God willing. It's a big part of the reason that you give back as much as you do. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Jessica, I, uh, I am blessed to have you as a friend. Uh, I, I, I know people that I say this about them. I, 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 I don't understand, I can't imagine not knowing them. And I don't know what my life would be like if I hadn't met them because my life is, is, is better because of them. And uh, you are one of those people. You will always be one of those people. And I hope that uh, everyone who's listening to the podcast uh, has a better taste and feel uh, for you and for what you've accomplished and for what your dreams are uh and uh for what kind of a person you are inside i'm uh, i'm really pleased that you joined us today thank you rich and with me i am a forever friend thank you so much for this opportunity thank you jessica have a wonderful day enjoy you too. your week you too Bye -bye. goodbye thank you for joining us on the you matter to christ podcast 
We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.